0: Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And guess what? It's also free. They have so many tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you on different apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. There's also money-making opportunities from Anchor with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to start your path to being a successful podcaster. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So I ask you, what are you waiting for? Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the third episode of Dom's Waves of Words. This week, we will be touching on a very, very, very heavy topic, a topic that deserves our full attention and our full respect this week we are talking about toxicity and what it looks like in relationships romantic and platonic and also in family relationships so without further ado all of my waivers out there you know how we do this show we're going to start off with a little spoken word piece. This piece is titled, Is It Real? If love is a battle, then I'm in the ring with Ali, but why does it seem like the only one fighting for this love to last is me? I thought a relationship was made for two, so if it is hurting me, then why isn't it hurting you? Fatigued from emotional war or fear, When I needed you the most, you were never there. I thought you would be my heir. The deck has always been stacked against me. The fight for love is never fair. I stare to the sky, tears in my eye, pain in my heart, but I'm not allowed to cry. Funny how the things you live for could be the reasons you die. There are so many questions. All I want to know is why. I know that in every fight, there will be bumps and bruises. And I know that love is not measured by who wins and loses. My lungs filling up, legs getting heavy. My mind is made up, but my heart is not ready. I'm trying to love a girl whose mind is not steady. I tried to let her go, but my heart just won't let me. I thought you were the one. I thought you were the missing piece. Like Jordan needed Pippin. We were supposed to be the best. We were supposed to take our love to a different dimension. But when we went to war, I was always the one that came out limping. Instead of actually doing, you did way too much thinking. Love is something that is supposed to last. But when you are at war, you can't go in it with a jaw of glass. You have to be ready to face the demons, the demons from your past. Everything I'm not overshadowed everything I am. But I always ask myself, when will the pain stop? I gave my heart, transformed my soul, because love leads to a ring. Well, that's supposed to be the goal. On the road of love, can I really afford the toll? I've been playing the game of love for years. I paid my dues, but when you pick and choose when to play by the rules, my heart always wearing the badge for the black and blues. It's a catch-22, because even when you win, you still lose. I came to bring you love, peace, and joy. You wanted a man, but treated me like a boy. Used me up, bled me dry, then threw me away like a toy. Is it real, everybody? Is it real? So, this topic of toxicity has been one that has had my attention for a while now, Um. I have myself been toxic. I've been in a toxic relationship. I've had toxic friendships. So this week, I just want to give, you know, a little epithets and a little peek into the things that I go through. But of course, as you know, how we run this show, we have questions. So the first question that was asked of me was, what is a toxic relationship? Now, by definition, a toxic relationship is a relationship characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to their partner. So, you know, toxic relationships don't always look toxic you know because of course as we all know when it comes to relationships there's always that honeymoon phase there's always that you know you know as kevin hart explains i take a sip you take a sip now we taking a sip of the same drink there's always that everything that that person does is just so beautiful and so cute in your eyes there's never that Moment where it's like, oh my God, you're annoying. Especially in the beginning. During the honeymoon phase, everything is great. Trust me. If the honeymoon phase could last every day, everyone would be happy. (laughs) However, the honeymoon phase is just that. It is a phase. As Kendrick Lamar would say, are you still a fan when shit hits the fan? So, when we talk about toxic relationships, it is Imperative, it is of our best interest to be able to identify what toxic relationships look like. So I've compiled a list here. Not going to go through the whole thing because it's pretty long, but I will focus on a lot of them. And the ones that I focus on, I will explain further, okay? The first sign that you may be In a toxic relationship Is that there is all take and no give If your partner is constantly, constantly making requests But when you make a request They are not willing to honor said request That may be a sign of a toxic relationship Prime example So I have a friend who, you know Doesn't really go out Her boyfriend does, right? So, you know, she doesn't kick up any dust, she doesn't complain, but, you know, there are times she asks, you not go out as much? He goes, I'm a grown ass man, I do what I want, right? But on the flip side, whenever she wants to go out, it's always an issue, it's always an argument. That may be a sign that that may not be a healthy relationship at the moment. Then, there is a lack of trust, Hostile atmosphere, it's one-sided, constant judgment, loaded with negative energy, lack of communication, disrespectful, but here's my favorite part. A toxic relationship always, always, always has never-ending drama. There is always something that someone is upset about There is always something that is wrong. Nothing ever seems to be right. If you find yourself in a relationship where all you have is drama, then nine times out of ten, you may be in a toxic situation. Then you have feelings of unworthiness, persistent self-betrayal. Let's talk about that one for a second. Now, persistent self-betrayal is a very interesting one in my research that I found. And it basically comes down to if you find yourself changing your opinions to please someone else, then you may be in a toxic relationship. Okay? What that means is they're not, you know, the research is not saying there will not be times where you have to compromise, where you both come to a common agreement where you know both parties may not have gotten everything that they wanted, but they came to a common agreement. If you find yourself in a relationship, in a situation where you have to always compromise, but your partner is not willing to, then you are probably in a toxic relationship. And the last one that I wanna to touch on well, the last two that I want to touch on is that you can't do anything right. And that there is a certain level of envy from your partner. Let's talk about the first one first. So can't do right kind of ties into one that we talked about earlier, which is, you know, it's always drama, but in, in particular, you are always wrong. If you're in a, relationship where you are always wrong then you may not be the problem there have been you know relationships that i've observed where one partner was extremely extremely emotionally hostile and controlling to the point where this girl thought that she could literally do nothing right she couldn't even walk in a straight line that's how emotionally damaged she was And she didn't even realize it. She was under the impression that it was okay. I'm here to tell you, being in a toxic relationship is not okay because of the lasting effects that it can have, but that will be touched on later on this evening. The biggest one and the most dangerous one is the envious and the jealousy that a partner may have for their partner. This one, you know, in my research, baffled me because in my mind, when I think of a relationship, I think of a team, okay? I think of two people that are striving for a similar goal. So why would your partner be envious of you? In a lot of relationships, that turns out to be the case. The Bible, you know, it's funny because the Bible always said something interesting about relationships. The Bible says that you should be with someone that is evenly yoked. So what does that mean? What does that actually mean? A lot of us have heard that, but didn't really comprehend what the Bible was saying. And it touches directly on a situation like this. So when you're evenly yoked with someone, that means that you're on the same level, that you're on the same chapter of life. It means that you see yourself as equal. However, in some relationships, you have people that are Envious because they perceive themselves to not be on the same level as their partner or they perceive their partners to be successful, whereas they may be standing stagnant. If you have noticed, you know, your your partner always comparing a deed that they do to a deed that you do, that may be a warning sign that you may be in a toxic relationship. Because as I said before, a relationship is made to be a teammate. When your team scores, when your teammate scores, you score. When your teammate is successful, you are successful. And if you can't realize that, if you don't recognize that, then you may be in a toxic relationship. Now, this is the question that I have asked myself based on my own personal experience. And that is, is it possible for a person to be toxic as opposed to the relationship that you find yourself in? I believe that there are just certain people that specialize in bringing out the worst in you. So yes, I do believe that you can be a toxic person and I also believe that when you're with a toxic person that can then foster the environment for a toxic relationship. Now what do I mean by that? I dated a girl once, loved her to death. You couldn't tell me that she wouldn't be Mrs. Washington. You couldn't tell me that we weren't Meant to be together before the world was created and predestined in God's holy plan. But I tell you, listeners, for the life of me, while I may have been happy, I was miserable at the same time. It was like she knew what to do to make me smile. But she also knew what to do to break me down whenever she felt like it. And it was it was weird because. You know, the thing about it is, we broke up countless times. (laughs) I lost count the number of times that we broke up for multiple reasons. I'm not saying it was all her fault. I'm not saying that I was, you know, some perfect boyfriend because I wasn't. I was still learning and figuring things out. But for whatever reason, throughout all the negativity, throughout all the good, the bad, the ugly, and the uglier, somehow, some way, we just could not get enough of one of each other. And our toxicity was to a point where, it breathed an atmosphere of comfortability that was so damaging that it went unseen for years. Um, we dated on and off for years, and, you know, it was the same thing over and over again. I just couldn't figure out, well, what the hell is going on here? Why can't I let her go? <laughs> you know, why has she become such engraved in me? And that's, that's pretty much what happens in these toxic relationships in these toxic relationships it can get heavy they become so ingrained into your daily activity that you don't even realize how toxic the relationship has gotten so you know that's just one example that there are countless others out there where There are just people that you know can bring out the worst personality traits in you. You know, you sit back and you go, damn, I never act like that unless I'm around you. Or, you know, things are always negative when I'm around you. And I just don't understand why that is. Well, that's because the two of you together may be toxic. For one another. The two of you together. While it may feel good. It ain't. <laughs> you know. And a lot of times. and You're going to be honest. we you're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. A lot of times. I sit back. And I have a lot of female friends. I do. I have a shit ton of female friends. And the one thing that I pride myself in. Is being there for them. Whenever they need me. Okay. More times than not. It's about some fucked up shit that one of their boyfriends or whoever they was talking to at the time did. Okay. And this is, you know, I don't judge. I love all my friends the same, even the ones that, you know, maybe a little crazy. I love you all if you're listening. <laughs> this is no shot at you. You know who you are. But when I sit back and I listen, I'm listening objectively. Okay. And, you know, they telling me how the person that they're talking to ain't shit. And I'm like, okay, all right. So we can identify that they ain't shit. So why are you still talking to them? What makes you want to put up with them if you are admitting that they ain't shit? Crazy, right? <laughs> you know, that's the same thing. I'm like, that makes no damn sense. What do you mean? And one of them was very open and honest with me and said, well, Dom, the sex is good. Or he has done things sexually to me that no man can ever replicate. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. So you are willing to sacrifice a healthy relationship because the sex And it's not just women i i, I don't want to i don't dare want to sit here and say that this is unique to women because it is not because I can get i I can speak from a personal standpoint and say that there have been plenty of times I've found myself in agreements I've found myself in relationships strictly because the sex was good, so I can understand. How hard it is to want to break away from a toxic relationship because the sex is good. Shit. Listen, I understand. So for you waivers out there, just know I understand. But there comes a point in time where you're laying there after sex and you're like, damn, I'm miserable. What do you do then? What do you do then? Where, you know, you've come to that moment of clarity. You see what I did (laughs) there? Hope you got people on that one. When we come to that, you know, that moment of clarity where it's like, damn, what am I actually doing? Why am I actually here? What keeps me here? What keeps me willing to dive on that knife of Toxicity because that's truly what it has become. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is walk away. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Toxic relationships last so long because you develop a sense of comfortability. Okay? You develop a sense of, well... I'd rather deal with the devil I know than the devil that I don't. So when it comes to romantic relationships and toxicity, we have to be, first and foremost, open and honest with ourselves. Because the hardest thing to do is tell yourself the truth. Because you can notice something. But until you're ready to move, my mom would always say, "Neek." I can sit here and tell you what you're doing wrong till I'm blue in the face. I can sit here and tell you that that girl is not the one for you. I can sit here and give you all this information, but until you are ready to receive it, until you are ready to make a change, you won't. And that's what I tell my friends. I'm like, yes, I will sit here and I will listen to you complain about Tyrone till you are red, blue, purple, pink in the face. But... Until you are ready to get out of that bondage of toxicity, that's all I can do is listen. Because you're not open to receive the message that I have to give you. And it's it's, it's so frustrating sometimes because I'm a firm believer and everything happens for a reason. All of the relationships that I've been in have taught me different things about myself things that I'm willing to accept and things that I'm not. I don't look at any situation as a waste. Some situations hurt more than others, but I don't look at it as a waste. I look at it as giving me the things that, I w- that I'm willing to accept and the things that I'm like, oh hell no, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until I started talking to a former girlfriend where I'm like, you know what, I wanna at least talk to you once a day. We don't got to talk all day, but at least let me know that you're okay. At least let me know that you eat. At least let me know that, you know, you're thinking about me. Shit, (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) You know? Um, So that's what it is when it comes to romantic relationships. So again, if you take nothing away from this part of the show, take this. Are you in your relationship because it's comfortable? Or are you in it because it is something that is making you a better person? If you can't answer that, then you might want to reevaluate it. Now brings me to my next point. And that is, is toxic relationships limited to romantic ones? And the answer is simply no. A toxic relationship can be romantic, and like I said, the first thought that you have when you think of a toxic relationship is one that is romantic. But sometimes, friendships can be toxic. Now, you know, I like to think that I peep a lot of things. I like to think that I observe, I do a really good job of observing, and I also have been blessed with a spirit of discernment which you know basically means I can see the real from the fake you know basically to sum it up for those of you that may not know what that means and what I've noticed is that a lot of people's friends are their biggest enemies and, I, you know, I know we're all familiar with, you know, keep your friend, you know, keep your enemies cool, but keep your friends closer. Because, again, your enemy can be the person that calls you bro. Can be the person that calls you sis. Could be the person that when you post an Instagram post is the first one to like and the first one to comment. But then behind your back is the first one talking shit. You know, and and recapping... The list that we had from earlier, envy, jealousy, usually are the driving forces behind toxic friendships. And I mean, the, the effects of a toxic friendship cannot be ignored, especially in today's age, especially in the digital age. That's why you got to be careful who you tell things to, be careful who you share your dreams with. Be careful who you share your plans with because those can be the same ones waiting on your downfall. And it's scary. It's scary to know that the snake in the grass could be the person you trust the most. When it comes to toxic friendships, they're so damaging. They're so damning. Okay? Let me tell you why. Let me give you a couple examples. You ever had that one friend that always seems to do something that you just did. Why do you think that is? I mean, prime example. Now, granted, just it's a sidebar. Healthy competition amongst friends is is normal. You know, okay. You know, me and my friends are highly competitive in video games. So yeah, you me mad and Madden. I want to come back and beat you and Madden. That's that's not what I'm referring to. What I'm referring to is straight evil green-eyed envy so you get a new car they go out and get a new car you get a new girlfriend they get a new girlfriend you get a new apartment they get a new apartment and they always want to stress how what they got is bigger and better than what you got and it's not just men Let me tell you, I have met some women in my life. I've observed some women in my life. And let me tell you how toxic this shit is. Let's let's talk about it. I've observed women, you know, and their friend goes out and get pregnant. Right? Have you know, had a kid, they happy, you know, yay. Nine months later, now they got a baby. They wouldn't think about having a baby before. But when they see their friend with a baby, now in their mind, they got to go get one. Okay. That's cool. Some say it's a coincidence, right? How about this? I've observed a lady, her best friend goes out, plans a party for her daughter. Nice little party. Nothing too major. But then a friend, huh, you know, she got to one-up somebody, so she goes and try to run out an amusement park because she wanted her daughter's party to be better. But that, that's supposed to be her best friend. Like, her best friend is, you know, completely unaware that the competition that her friend is having is in her own friend's head but not in hers. So are they truly friends if you feel as though... You have to one-up your friend. Again, like I said before, I am of the belief that when my friend succeeds, I've succeeded because my friend is going to the next level. When my friends get promotions in their jobs, get their degrees, get certificates, I'm not like, oh, I got to go get one too, so I'm better. I'm like, damn, bro, you did that. I'm proud of you. I'm happy to see you succeed. But when you're toxic, you're not happy. It's like, damn, what does he got that I don't? What does she got that I don't? How can I make myself better than her? How can I make people see me instead of seeing them? If that's your thinking, then y'all don't need to be friends. And this... And especially in this digital age, because again, you can have big plans. You can have it all set up. And your friend can be the reason why you don't reach your potential. You can go out one night, you know, drinking, having a good time, doing some dumb shit. That's what you do. You know, everybody has fun in their own way. But be careful when them cameras come out. Be careful when you get into that video with your friend singing them lyrics that you probably shouldn't be singing. Because now you never know how things happen to leak out. When you start, you know, it's easy to be friends when people perceive you to be lower than them or on the same level as them. But it becomes a much more difficult task when you begin to elevate yourself. As you begin to develop and grow Observe how your friends are operating around you Because that will tell you everything you need to know But again, you have to be aware of these things Because if you're not These things can be what hinders you From achieving the goals you wish to achieve So Let's just do a quick recap before we touch on our next point in the show. And that is toxic relationships survive primarily because people don't want to admit this, that it is a toxic relationship. And also they have grown comfortable in the level of toxicity and refuse to make a change until they have to. And also... That toxic relationships are not limited to romantic relationships, but even quote-unquote friendships. And that brings me to my next point. Now, for you listeners out there, I want you to hear me and hear me good. Another form of toxic relationships can be our own family. Hmm. Hmm. Family can be One of the biggest Forms Of toxic relationships There are out there And it can be toxic For a number of different reasons Hmm. Just, Just thinking about People that share the same genetic markers as you, same bloodline, same last name, can be the people that cause you the most pain, the most anguish, can be the people that hurt you the most because they are the ones that if you can't rely on anyone else, you should be able to rely on people that are from the same family as you. But let me tell you, That may not always be the case. And it is one of the saddest, harshest lessons in life that one can learn. Mm. See, (laughs) with family toxicity, it can be in your face or it can be very subliminal. You know, you can have... You know, okay, let's let's just talk about some examples. So, one of the more common examples of a toxic family would be athletes. Let's take an athlete for instance. Athlete A, right? Comes from a poor family, right? Makes it out successful. Retires. Now he's broke. Why is he broke? He's made millions of dollars over his life. What happened? Well, he had his uncles running his business. They were pocketing money. He had family members every two weeks calling. Hey, big bro, can I get a loan? Hey, big bro, can I get this? Hey, big bro, can I get that? And then he's obligated to do so because, well, that's family. And you always take care of family, right? Family, you always got my best interest at heart, right? No, that's not right. Because the same traits that we've seen for romantic toxicity and friendship toxicity exist in the family makeup you got people in your family right now right now that are in a competition with you and you don't even know it. you got people in your own family right now praying for you to fail and you don't even know it they say the scars that you can't see are the hardest ones to heal and when a family member does something it hurts. It hurts you to your core. So many of our families, especially in the black and brown communities, but not limited to the black and brown communities, don't even speak to half of our family. Because of something that happened, because of something that was said, and it's led them to this big division. It's happened in my family. I don't know about you guys, but I only see my family when there's a, a funeral, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that, you know, it's all based on toxicity, but these are some of the things that you have to question. Well, what happened that we lost contact? You know, um, I was made aware of a scenario where there is a grandmother. Who has literally turned her family upside down. She has turned cousin against cousin, brother against sister, all because she decides to withhold the truth. It's toxic. It's always some kind of drama going on. There's always, oh, well, you can't get something right. Your family, your own flesh and blood can be an area of toxicity. For you So again In order To best protect Yourself You have to be willing to see What's there My mom always used to say That when a person Shows you who they are Believe them A lot of times We fall into The dangers of potentiality and seeing people for what they could potentially be instead of what they are. I urge you all to take heed to some of the things discussed here tonight and reevaluate some of your relationships romantically, platonically, and and even in your own family. Take a second look at those things. Don't continue to ignore the red signs because at the end of the day, the person that will hurt the most is you. And I'm not sitting here saying, you know, be a hermit and, you know, don't have friends or associates, but just be careful the company you keep because you never know. And finally, the last question that was asked to me be before I, you know, conclude this episode. Is what are some of the lasting effects Of toxic relationships Well let me tell you from my own personal experience It makes you cold It makes you afraid It makes you Second guess Everything Even when you're happy You're still worried When is the next thing going to fall When is the next domino Going to fall what is the next thing to go wrong? Who is the next person going to be that is going to hurt me? Those are some of the effects of dealing and staying and remaining stagnant in a toxic relationship. In terms of you know, romantic relationships, you're afraid to give your heart to anyone else. You're afraid to open up to let someone else camp inside your heart because you've been hurt before. Trust me, I know. I'm not a man that claims to love often, but when I love, I love heart. So when I find myself in relationships, I have been known to hold on to it way past its expiration date. Because to me, it's like I chose you to give this gift to. See that's another thing Let me take touch on this quick point Really quickly before I conclude This evening's episode But The minute You can evaluate yourself And Know that you Bring something to the table And as long as You're bringing something to the table You never have to worry about eating alone Because you know your own self worth The minute you Properly appraise Your own self-worth Will be the minute You stop accepting mediocrity Which will also be the minute That you stop accepting The bullshit That is given to you In a toxic relationship Whether it be romantic Platonic Or in your family So again Self-worth is the key But back to This final question Of the lasting effects Romantically It makes things hard I mean We already taught that anything worth having is worth fighting for and is already going to be difficult, but it becomes even more difficult when you've had the scars from a toxic relationship. I've had a girl one time that I was trying to shower with love. All the love that I had, I wrapped up, put a bow on it and tried to deliver it personally to her door. And you know, To this day, I believe it was because of the damage done before I got there, which was why I couldn't reach her. We're still cordial now. But, you know, that didn't work out because the scars she continued to carry, she hadn't completely healed yet. And because she hadn't healed yet, I couldn't give her what I had, and it just turned into a very messy situation. And I've been that person. So trust me, I understand. I've been that person where, you know, there have been, and I'm not sitting there saying that I, you know, attract everybody. I don't. But I'm saying in my life, I have been so hurt, so damaged that I couldn't see the blessing in front of me. I was, you know, I would close myself down. I would, I would much rather push you away then allow you the opportunity to hurt me. So trust me, the lasting effects of toxic relationships are real. In friendships, it makes you not want to have any friends. I'm just going to be honest. There was a time, a point where I didn't want any friends because I felt like everybody was trying to stab me in the back. A lasting effect. And finally, with family, (laughs) let me tell you, it's some family members that I don't fuck with. Because you never know what their intentions are. You never know what angle they're coming from. Or, you know, what do they want from you? Because I I hate to say it, but just because they get family don't mean they get family. And with that, I would like to wish you all a good evening. Thank you for riding the wave with me tonight I hope that you have taken something from this episode Because this episode was was deep (laughs) It was heavy If you enjoyed tonight's episode Please like, share, drop a comment I am always looking to become a better podcaster I'm also looking to bring on some guests onto the show so if you are interested in doing that, I am willing to do that as well. It is always a pleasure to ride the ways with you guys. And I hope and pray that you receive this message with love and hope. And with that, good night.